November 8, 2017, it's the Watt from Pedro Show.
Watch for Pedro show. Uh, had to scramble a little bit because got to Brother Matt's and Brother Matt wasn't there. And then we had very important uh, guests over in the Netherlands. And so I had to get back to Pedro and uh, get things going there. And I'm very fortunate to have Wim and Gideon of Paranoid State all the way uh, through the magic of those engineers in Estonia via Skype. Uh, welcome aboard, Wim and Gideon. Yeah, and, uh, and we also have Mortaino, drummer man, also, uh, also ah, here. So, uh, yeah. I didn't get to meet him, though. He wasn't at the uh, Nijmegen uh, gig. No, no, he wasn't there, no. But he's here now, so, uh, yeah. yeah. So we're and what's his name? His name? Martijn. Martijn, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. I, know, I know a Dutch guy named Martijn. Uh, he played the bass in Porto for Pyros. Great cat. Did you know that? Yeah, he's a Dutch dude. He's been living in SoCal a long time now, and uh, I really like him. He's an incredible bass man and a beautiful person. I think his last name Lenoble, so kind of French. Yeah. Okay. But did he play in Jane's Addiction also? Well, Jane's Addiction was Eric Avery. Yeah, that was also a Dutch guy, right? Or Eric Avery. Hmm. Yeah, or maybe maybe far yeah. back in his past. Yeah, okay, yeah. Uh, but Martijn was actually that. from Holland, uh, you know, for, for first generation. There, yeah, there was yeah, a right, guy yeah. helping them out. Uh, oh, I can't remember his name. He's a nice guy, uh, bass man. Chris, Chris, Chris Cheney, Chris Cheney. That's who's been helping out Jane's addiction after okay. Eric Avery. Okay. But era the original man was Eric Avery. Uh, Martin no, 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 Lenovo, a portable pirate. Anyway, let's talk about Paranoid State. Uh, uh, well, let's let's talk about even before Paranoid State. Let's talk about uh, musical journeys uh, one at a time. Who goes first? Okay, who goes first? Can I go first? You go in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, um, you want to know what... what this what, you, Wim? Okay, Wim, what's yeah, your... Wim, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Wim, yeah, what, yeah. What, what's your oldest musical memory you have, Wim? Yeah, my oldest musical memory, I, I think, was uh, uh, my mother was uh, playing a record, and uh, there was this sound, and I asked her, what, what's that sound? And said, that's an electrical guitar. And when I heard it sound, I I knew what I what I had to do. You know what I mean? That, that's, uh, uh, that triggered something in my mind. I, when I first heard, like, that was like it. You gotta be right on the microphone, Wim, or we can't hear you. This is better. Yeah, if you go away oh, from the okay. mic, it, it drops out. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I will do it like this. So, uh, shall I start again? So, first, the, uh, the, your oldest memory is you hearing electric guitar from a record your yeah. mom played, and yeah, exactly. you knew when you heard this. How old were you when this happened? I think maybe like uh, four years old, I guess. Four years old, and can you yeah, remember? Guess, can you I... remember the song? <laughs> yeah, it was something really stupid. It was like um, uh, a, a record with uh, <laughs> country and western music by a German uh, Schlager singer. Schlager, yeah, yeah, yeah. Germans, <laughs> so, no, I've, I've noticed the Germans have this thing for U.S. country music. Schlager, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it kind of goes, way, it kind of goes way back. It's not, yeah. it's not that recent, yeah. So you heard some Slogger stuff, and there was some electric yeah. guitar. Electric did, did, guitar. Did anybody in the house there play music? Yeah, my mother she uh, plays in a in a brass band. She does. She uh, now is in her seventies. She still does it. 
and she was doing it already when I uh, was a kid. So uh, I grew up with my mother playing an instrument. Yeah, what, what instrument? She played uh, the horn. What, what kind of horn? Uh, yeah, an, an alt. I don't know what's what's the uh, what's the English word for it, but it's like uh, yeah, it's a, an instrument in the brass band. So uh, yeah. Yeah, French horn. No, not a French horn. <laughs> not a French horn. Maybe, maybe baritone horn. Maybe baritone horn. Maybe I don't know. We can look it up later. Tuba. <laughs> was it big? Was it big? It was 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 uh, like um, I think you could see it like a mini tuba. Okay, that's probably it, a baritone. It's, it's probably a baritone horn. It's probably a baritone horn. I tried yeah, to play. It was uh, exactly. too difficult. I, an alt or a baritone. One of one of those, yeah. Okay, did also, you, Wim? Did you take a music in school? Uh, yeah, we had some music lessons, uh, but I went uh, to music school when I was when I was twelve to uh, to learn the drums. Okay. And I got some schooling there, so you know the uh, the. Uh, you mean you the, never you never music. were you never were interested in playing baritone horn? <laughs> I tried, but it was not for me. Okay. It was, uh, you know, I did, uh, uh, what I said. Listening to an electric guitar, it was just it for me, you know, because... Uh, yeah, uh, but you went to drums first. Yeah, but drums, it was more like a coincidence, because they needed ah. drummers for the, the brass band. So uh, my mother said, this, and then I was thinking, maybe, well, when I start to play drums, yeah. that could be a ticket to rock and roll, you know, so... Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> well, if you want to know my anyway. opinion, my opinion is, if you can play drums, you can play any instrument, because it's all about uh, rhythm. Yeah, maybe. I really, yeah, I really yeah, think yeah, it's yeah. a fundamental uh, instrument. Yeah, uh, can you, yeah. Wim, can you tell me the first record that you bought? It was uh, 20 Greatest Hits by the Everly Brothers. Everly Brothers, yeah. yeah. Great singers. <laughs> I was no. 11 years old. Acoustic yeah. yeah. guitar. Uh, can we can we move on over to uh, Gideon? Yeah, sure. Here yeah. Yeah. Gideon, what's your oldest musical in memory? Well, uh, there was a lot of music in my house. Um, my father was from the Car Caribbean, and uh, so uh, and he was also a drummer. Um, so, so he uh, introduced me to a lot of uh, reggae music, like uh, Bob Marley and stuff. And he owned a lot of records um, uh, from Earth, Wind and Fire, uh, Stevie Wonder, and that kind of stuff. So sure. uh, I was, yeah. So I was pretty much obsessed. With it right away. Do you, do you have um, a, do you have an early memory? Uh, well, yeah. The only thing that I can remember is like dancing in the living room to to Bob Marley and uh, ah. Earth, Wind and Fire and uh, Santana and all that kind of stuff. Sure. So I got to see yeah. Bob Marley. I got to see Bob Marley in 1979. He, he was oh, man. yeah UCLA. He was quite a uh, great dancer, great singer. Great yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm I'm so jealous. Yeah, the band was very tight yeah. too. Family man, incredible bass man. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh man, family man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, oh, uh, so that sounds great. So your your father's a drummer. Was he playing in bands? Yeah, he was uh, playing in his. Um, um, he uh, he was from uh, Curaçao, and uh, he ah. had a band with a couple of friends. Um, I know about Curaçao, played, like uh, what. I'm, I know about Curacao because Kay. Curacao, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Kay lived there. The lady who played bass in Black Flag and the other member oh, of Dos. Okay. Yeah, she wow. she spent a few years as a young girl in Curacao oh, and man. even learned Dutch. Yeah. Yeah, she can also speak Dutch. Well, when she was a girl, it's been many years. Uh, 
<laughs> but she told me as a girl, it was very beautiful. It was part, part of the ABC Islands off Venezuela. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Venezuela, Aurilla, Bonaire, Curaçao. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, what was the first record you bought? Uh, I think my first record was... I think it was pretty late. I was already in, in my teens, and I think I bought like a hip-hop record. I think it was Public Enemy, but I'm not sure. But yeah, that's but one of the first records I bought. And yeah, I'm a, I'm also a huge hip-hop fan, so I have a lot of hip-hop okay, records. Okay, what about and, an uh, instrument? How did you get involved with an instrument? Well, uh, my friends in the neighborhood started a band, and uh, there was a guitar player and a drummer, and they just played some Metallica covers and uh, that kind of stuff, and I was really interested in what they were doing. And they needed a bass player, so um, I just started playing bass. <laughs> yeah. That's how it No, went. no, that's, yeah. that's not too untypical of a story, <laughs> yep. especially yeah. in the old days, because <laughs> no one wanted to rock the bass. People were stupid. But <laughs> people are getting smarter. Don't worry about that. Uh can we move on to Mark Tyne? Yeah. yeah. Mark Tyne, can you tell yeah. me your earliest musical memory? Um, yeah, I think uh, my father was also uh, in um, like uh, uh, a brass band. And he... What did he play? Well, I lost you. Yeah, the brass band needs what? It needs a drummer? <laughs> no, 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 my, my dad, my dad played in the brass band. But, uh, you, how did you get on drums? Uh, well, uh, well, 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 first yeah. let's see, let's go back to your memory. Your earliest memory is hearing him play drums? No, well, he played, he played the baritone. Okay, baritone horn, okay. Yeah, 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 but uh, I think one of my first memories, and I was a bit older, but I started doing like um, uh, papers, bringing papers around in the neighborhood. Yeah. And, uh, Delivering I newspapers. My... Huh? Delivering newspapers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And my nephew, I uh, got like a big record collection, and um, I just got my first uh, Walkman. Yeah. So he was uh, copying uh, stuff for me. Making you mixtapes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I got um, the soundtrack of Judgment Night. Okay. okay. And um, and uh, KSID from Sepultura. Sure. sure. And uh, I think those, uh, I repeatedly uh, listened to those tapes. I totally uh, wrecked the tapes. Well, by, well uh, how, how did you get on the drums? Did you do drums in school? Uh, no, well, my because my dad was playing in the in the brass band. Yeah. Uh, they were also like uh, motivating uh, the, the kids. Yeah. And uh, so I got on, um, yeah, I got on the drums. So you got, got to pl actually play his drum set? Uh, no, he, he was playing baritone, so he doesn't have a drum kit. Oh, okay. I'm getting mixed up here. He played baritone <laughs> horn, but he wanted yeah, you yeah. in the band on drums. You got to talk in the mic. I can't hear you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I started out as a drummer, but I switched to guitar around. The sound's really bad, guys. I'm going to go to some music. Because, please, 
I was de-televised last year, and since then it has been a long, horrendous nightmare. Reality has punched through, and it doesn't seem to revise itself as neatly as on the nighttime news. There are no distractions to spare me from looking into my own ugly mind. No way to ignore my projects and my life left undone. But there is an upside to all of this. I'm learning to think. After a lifetime of being raised on television, nurtured and led by the box, my mental process glistens anew. The cicada out of its ridiculous hibernation, ready for a rich, short life. I, and I turn to my books and my poetry to uplift me. These things I can hold and guide with my influence by being commercially stimulated and free to germinate ideas. Oh, watchtower of an illiterate nation is tough to be one's own again and have to decide for yourself, is this bad or good? There is no indifference in reality. Is it too late to live this life over again? Over people, other people have houses with no books. Their minds have little conversation. Too busy in this age to read, to think, to speak. I hate to become me. <laughs> relying only on electronic images and clicking those plastic buttons. Our vocal communication led to print. Where will television lead us?
Watt for Pedro Show you know, from Paranoid State. You know, pe- people, I forgot to tell you what we started the show off with. It was John Coltrane doing The Promise live in Copenhagen, October 25, 1963. Uh, John Coltrane, of course, is classic quartet. Paranoid State right after that, our guest for this edition. Hear the call. And then uh, we just heard now a couple tunes from their first album, because Hear the Calls from their brand new album. This is from the first one, uh, These Dead End Streets, Paranoid State. Then we heard Brand New from Fighting ba- uh, Bag of Cans. That's out of England. I think Manchester. Uh, Healers with Beans. That's uh, east side of Ch- No, west side of Chicago. Sorry, sorry. Uh, Orthodox out of Sevilla. Uh, Marco Serrato had him on the show last week. Uh, yeah, he was really talking about this thing, the genre metal. Like... Uh, I don't know. It seems to me music's music, but it's okay. Um, Marcha de la Santa Sangre. Yeah, because he's now moving on to get a a degree in school with double bass, avant-garde. And he was talking to me all about this uh, when he was younger. It was such a big deal, this idea of of metal and even the name of the band, Orthodox, because, uh, like, there was more than one way to play metal. With me, that doesn't mean much because it's all music, you know. I know marketing people have to have names for different styles, but I like confusing marketing people. Uh, Nels Klein with Lady Gabor. Talk about a confusing guy, Nels Klein, right? He, just, he makes music. He can play anything you want. You want hard rock? Okay. You want some spacey stuff? Okay. <laughs> Lady Gabor off his uh, Lover's album. Joe Brewer, Jack Brewer's cousin with uh, out of uh, Madison. Great drummer man out of that town, Clyde... Uh, Stubblefield we lost earlier in the year. Hidden Rifles, brand new, out of Cleveland, Ohio. That's uh, Wasco, uh, um, Matt Waskovich, and uh, I think Walter from the Swans. But I'm playing bass here. And then finally, Paranoid State with the Living Ghost, uh, the first album. Uh, let's, let's talk about Political State. How did all three of you guys meet? each other uh, a bit from the music scene, the, the hardcore punk scene here in uh, Holland. Right. Uh, and uh, we, we played a lot, we have played in a lot of bands, we played in a lot of bands at the same time. But uh, at the time, he once asked me, uh, do you want to uh, start a band with me in the, like within the vein of Rise of Spring, you know, from Washington, D.C.? Rise of Spring, uh, yeah. Sometimes I, uh, people refer to that band as a first emo band. Yeah, yeah, yeah Guy, Guy, I, I remember I did a gig, and something was wrong with my bass, and then Guy was the bass man in that band, and he loaned me his yeah. bass, and the neck was all cracked up, and the, it was pinching my skin, my palm. Now, oh. now, now you came and saw me in Nijmegen, but you guys are not a Nijmegen band. You you had to drive to go that gig, right? We had to drive, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we had to drive, we made a road trip. So where are you from? Utrecht and Amsterdam. Utrecht and Amsterdam. Okay. Yeah. So, so uh, obviously Amsterdam had a huge scene. Uh, the X is from there. and uh, Yeah. Right? And, uh, so, That's right, yeah. Actually, the X goes back to Minutemen days. Yeah, they're, they're late 70s, early 80s. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they, go, yeah. they go way back. I, I got to yeah. play a gig, the first gig of last tour. Uh, what do you call yours? Uh, GW Sock. Yeah, and so. <laughs> Yeah. He's the greatest. <laughs> I love this yeah. guy. I love this yeah. guy. But the whole band, the whole collective, everything is so great. So you guys were coming out of this scene. Your young guys going to the shows. And yeah. What you all three met at a gig? 
Sometimes, uh, yeah, because sometimes some guitar players, they want the bass player to do almost exactly what he's doing, but just an octave lower. And then some yeah, other yeah, people, exactly. they want the bass uh, to kind of counterpoint. Yeah, and that's what I like the counterpoint. Uh, see, much better. When, when, when you yeah. talk up close like that, it's much more clear, please. Like this? Okay, yeah. No, yeah. more close, more close. Like this, like this. this yeah. Okay, cool, yeah. And I like to the counterpoint, you know, when you... Uh, I have this guitar riff, yeah, and uh, the bass starts playing, and it, it totally elevates the whole uh, whole riff, you know. And that's what I really like. Sure, sure. Yeah. Okay. Do you guys yeah. remember your first gig together? I'm sorry. Your first gig together as Paranoid State. Yeah, that was in 2015, like uh, two and a half years ago now. Yeah. And what was it like? It was. It was funny because we. Play uh, in bands for a long time, but this was a very special show for me. And I remember the feeling in the second song; everything fell in, in, into place. And I said, "Okay, this is really going somewhere." That feeling, you know. Um, and when we saw, when they played the last song after the last chord, yeah. I felt uh, very good about it. So yeah, yeah. Was it? But it was scary, right? I mean, I can relate. They're, yeah, they're yeah, always yeah, scary yeah. for me. Yeah. <laughs> And where was it at? I'm, I'm curious. Well, it was in uh, Harlem. Harlem? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we yeah, got a place. Harlem. Yeah, yeah, I was just going to say, we got a Harlem, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it's pretty musical town, believe it or not. Yeah, the Apollo, that's the big club in Harlem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah, what was his name? Um Michael Henderson, he was playing bass for Stevie Wonder. Miles Davis came to the Apollo. He says, I'm going to take your bass player, Stevie Wonder. And he did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's the guy playing the real simple parts on Bitches Brew, even though everybody else is playing fusion. Michael Henderson, yeah, he's holding it down. Oh, okay. yeah, interesting story. Uh, yeah. So, uh, you guys, you really like the, the, the feel of that first gig, huh? So this yeah, yeah, yeah. is something you you wanted to do. So so when do you go in to record the first album? Uh dropping out, I can't hear you. Can't hear you. Like this? 
I can't hear you. It's can you hear me now? Yeah. Can you hear me now? Gideon, you talk. Okay, Gideon. Here I am. Yeah. Uh, we See, Gideon, I can hear really clear. Why? Where, where is Gideon's mouth compared know. to your I'm, mouth? I'm, I'm like I'm like right in front of the laptop. Maybe that's why. Yeah, because you sound really good, and Wim yeah, sounds and like I, he's I, in I, Siberia. I also have a loud voice. <laughs> <laughs> Well, maybe he's got to get right next to you instead of behind you. Yeah, all right. Okay, go ahead. Will will I, will I try again like this? Yeah, now I hear you this, good. This is better. Yeah. Okay, okay. This is <laughs> okay, but actually, first album. Uh, the first album we recorded actually before the first gig. You actually did. Wow, you got all those songs done. Okay. Yeah, we had all those songs. Uh, yeah, because um, we were actually trying to just make a demo. Uh, we had a couple of songs, like uh, the songs you are all on the album now. Yeah. Even one actually finished, but uh, we tried to make a demo, and the demo turned out so well that uh, some people were willing to release it. So uh, before the first gig, we already had the album uh, out. Wow, because most people, they, they're looking for material to get enough together. <laughs> yeah. That was a smart idea. But it's something, yeah, you, didn't, it's something you didn't plan, it. though. It just turned out that way. Yeah, we practiced actually uh, like a year before we did our first show. Wow! Yeah, just, wow. Uh, just, uh, just try to become as tight as possible. And, yeah, no, yeah. no, great idea, great idea. Yeah. Okay, look, it's at the end of the first hour, November 8, 2017, Dish of Pedro Show, special guest, Paranoid State. Hold tight for hour two. November 8, 2017, it's the second hour, Pete Pedro Show.
Take it in and watch it grow. Take some time to lose your mind. Open up.
Yo, Pilgrim, are you looking for me?
Watch for Pedro Show. We started off the second hour with, yes, uh, Paranoid State's Opus. Uh, its nickname used to be The Ballad, called Damage Done. And it's the big daddy off of uh, the new album. Uh, actually, that it's the name of the so- uh, album, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, well, after that, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, the... the, the yeah, it was to to name the 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 album after this song because it's such a specific song. So you put it on like a pedestal, you know. Ah, yeah, good idea. Kind of, yeah, yeah the centerpiece. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, okay. yeah, that makes good sense, Wim. Then we heard "Guided by Voices" uh, was the brand new album, but he's already got another record out. This guy, Bob Pollard, 101 albums. <laughs> you guys got a little catching up to do. Okay, so do I. Yeah. And Jenna Rocks, Gray X, then the Breakfast Cowboy out of Portland with Brian's Brain Song, Maximilian the First, a tiny band. I got to play with these guys in Roma last month. Uh, Paradisal, On Dolphin, yeah, trippy band from uh, up north, uh, maybe uh, San Francisco City, I think. Laugh it off. Uh, a San Francisco band I'm going to get to play with on my 60th birthday. I'm going to celebrate my 60th B-Day up in San Francisco, up in the city. And uh, these guys are going to open Maya and the Revolutionary Hell Yeah. And the song is called Phone is Dying. I don't think me and Dee Boone would have ever wrote a song like this when we were teenagers because we didn't have phones that were dying. <laughs> Everyone is Dirty. They're another a band from the city. Yeah, lady singer too. I'm okay. Mailmen from down here, SoCal, Reputation. And their buddies, Kurt Stifle in the Swing Shift. Brand new Lazy Daisy. And finally, Paralyzed by Paranoid State. Uh, tell me something about the process Paranoid State has to writing songs, Wim and Gideon Martin. Well, uh, most of the time I, uh, I write some riffs at home. This is Wim, people. I'm sorry? I'm telling the listeners this is you, Wim. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, so I write some songs at home, and then uh, I try to make uh, more or less a, a bit of a composition with the riffs. Yeah. And then I, uh, I bring them to the practice room, and we start uh, playing around with it, and we try to make uh, yeah a song, a song of the riffs, you know, because riffs are not a song, but when you put them together, you try to make uh, you make it into a song. So, sure. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. A riff is only part of a song. Yeah. Sometimes like it can be block. the whole. Sometimes it can be a whole song. Yeah, if, if the riff is good and you can uh, groove on it, it can be a song. Like, uh, for example, Killing Joke. Killing Joke is really good at that. The band yeah, they joke. usually had two parts. There would be the chorus where they would say the title eight times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. This is the chorus. Yeah, no had, that first album had quite a formula. You say the title. Yeah. Yeah, but you know what? Yeah, that's like, that, that's such a great album. I love that first Killing Joke album. The first rec- Killing Joke record is great. It's amazing. And yeah. if you ask me, it's bands like Tool <laughs> and stuff like yeah. that that's made a whole career off of that band sound. Yeah, they were like the pioneers. And actually, they were very experimental because they just didn't stay with that sound. They went to all kinds of places. The second album was already a step forward, uh, uh, or a different, a different, a different approach. Yeah, with, with still, all that uh, uh, tribal drums. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Not different, the different kind of rhythms. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I saw, I saw the tour for the first album. They played the whiskey, and each guy in the oh. band looked completely different. The bass player looked exactly like Sid Vicious. 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the guitar player looked rockabilly. The, the the organ player had like G.I. Joe makeup on his face. <laughs> they were so strange, but they were so good. It, they had yeah. this song called The War Dance. It was so intense. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so you're, you're right. Uh, so, and also, uh, here's another example of one riff being a whole song. Uh, TVI, Stooges. Yeah. Yeah, you you should know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then there's some stuff like uh, uh, Harry Nilsson, "Lime in the Coconut," never changes. It's one fucking part. A Land of a Thousand Dances. There's a few songs that have been hits that have one part. But anyway, so the, you show them to the guys, and then they come back with parts, and then you put it yeah. together. Yeah. Uh, I'm curious about. Uh, Okay, if, if if damage done was the ballad, what about this song "Drag Yourself Down"? Oh yeah, that's uh, yeah, that's more like a weird kind of a hardcore song, I guess. Yeah, yeah, because it has maybe it's it's weird because it it has it's not based on power chords; it's based on open chords. Yeah, like folk yeah. Uh, people. What he's talking about is kind of uh, folk gu guitar thing. Yeah, and maybe a power yeah. uh, hardcore or some versions of hardcore. A lot of bar chords. Exactly, and I, I I stay away a bit from the bar chords on that song. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, let's listen to it.
Sue from Alabama. Her name is Susie Anna. Sitting in a rocker, eating Betty Crocker, watching the clock go tick tock, tick tock around the clock.
Watt from Pedro Show. We heard Drag Yourself Down, Paranoid State, from their brand new album. Danny Barnes with Truth Got Kicked. I guess that's his opus. Uh, Mute Point with Brutus Iscariot. Uh, Senior Out, Feel So Easy. And finally, Paranoid uh, State with Shut Me Out. What, what, what about Shut Me Out? You mean uh, lyric-wise or, or, the, or the music? Uh, Just the whole song, the whole trip. whole trip. Well, it, the, the working title of this one was the, the D-Beat song. <laughs> because, you know, I like the, the D-Beat style, you know, Discharge. That kind of... Uh, ah, Discharge, yeah. You know, you know, maybe, I don't know. But no, England, they were an England band from early 80s, right? Exactly, yeah. The, 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 yeah, from the, the UK 82 scene. And I think a lot of bands have this this way of you working on songs. You give them a working title. Of you get you get songs uh, remind you of another band, so you give them that name. You know, this was the D beat song. So, but I don't think it's really D beat. But that was the working title. No, it worked. And, Look, I tell you, yeah. when, in my case, when I'm writing songs, it's very important to have a title because it gives me focus. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Then you, Some then people it, I talk to, they say, no, title I put on at the end. With me, it's got to come first. Yeah. Working title or the real title. Yeah. Well, yeah. with me, it's usually the real title, but sometimes it changes. Okay. But I got to have yeah. something or it's just blowing in the wind, you know? Yeah, yeah. You have to have a point of focus, yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. Gideon, yeah. when, you, when uh, yeah. Wim brings in these uh, licks, what are you thinking? Yeah. Well, uh, I listen to it and I try to be as far away as possible from the from the uh, uh, riffs. I always try to uh, approach it like um, harmonically and uh, rhythmically in a bit of an original way. And um, yeah, we have to um, make up for the fact that we have only one uh, guitar player, so I have to make it a little bit interesting, like har harmonically and uh, melodically, so I always try to think of like weird notes and weird runs and just to make it interesting. Do you guys, get, also... the, do you guys get the bass and the guitar together before you bring in the drums? Uh, well, um, mostly we have like a basic drum idea. And I just try to glue the guitar and the uh, drums together. Like, yeah, I think what a bass player should be. Well, I just asked that because in the Minutemen case, me yeah. and D. Boone always came up with songs together. And then we showed Georgie. But then, oh, okay. then we, we grew up together. It was a little different. Look, we're yeah. at the end of the second hour, November 8th, 2017 edition of the Watt for Pedro Show. I got a special guest from Netherlands, Paranoid State. Hold tight for hour three. November 8, 2017. It's the third hour of the Watt for Pedro show.
lot from Pedro Show. Start the third hour off with Paranoid State. From Paranoid State. Then David Gerard and Dana Coley with Life Without a Net. They're over in Boston area. Automatic Sam against the clock. Those are Dutch dudes. But I think, uh, yeah, I think they're more north. They might be grown again, guys. Uh, ROK Spy, Poison Pill. That's uh, Matt Jones doing his uh, Pusan thing from South Korea. And finally, Paranoid State with You Lost. Uh, can I talk to Martine? Martine. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So it sounds to me like Wim brings in the licks to the practice pad, and then you start getting like a basic rhythm behind it. Then Gideon starts gluing on a bass part, and then maybe you start developing, I don't know, intros, outros. Tell me about it. Yeah, I think it goes a bit like that. Most of the times, um, Wim or Gideon has some ideas already about the drums. Um, But, uh, um, yeah, well, I'll, I'll, I'll fill it up with... Um, something that feels uh, like a solid groove or uh, make it uh, I think I'm searching for it that it can be fast but also has the swing yeah have have uh, Paranoid State yet done a song that started with the drums as the writing component uh, no not only drums no because I'm thinking of a song like uh, Blitzkrieg Bop that yeah. might have started out with Tommy, huh? Yeah, yeah. But it was probably Dee Dee. Yeah. I, I found out that Dee Dee wrote most of the songs in that band. Yeah. In fact, I found out Dee Dee was writing songs even when he was out of the band. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he needed the, they needed, he needed the money. Yeah, and, uh, and also Johnny couldn't really write. No, no. And uh, they got some songs from Didi when he left the band already because right. he needed money for some uh, reason. I don't know, but <laughs> Hel- probably health reasons. <laughs> That's what I read in his biography. Yeah, 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 probably for health. Very interesting book, by the way. By the way, you were talking about uh, Blitzkrieg Bob. Yeah. And I heard it was written by uh, Tommy, actually. Yeah, that's what I that's what I heard. But um, correct me if I'm wrong. But okay. Uh, yeah. What yeah. about this song, Paranoids? I mean, why wasn't it on the first album? Why it wasn't written yet? I guess. Ah, good reason. <laughs> <laughs> it's still in the air. <laughs> That's a good reason. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, what it about this song? Good. What about this song here? Where do we go? Oh, it's it's uh, yeah. The song is a, it's it's kind of um, some different parts, and yeah, I tried to to put them together. I don't know, but. Um, yeah, the work title of that one was uh, New Day Rising, if that makes any sense. But... Who's could do? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's listen.
I would jump to occasion because I was thinking, well, then I can uh, put my Husker Du influences uh, in the music, you know, because I think Husker Du is maybe the the most important influence on whatever I do, so uh, music-wise. Yeah, they had a big influence on me too, even though they were peers at the same yeah. time. You know, me and Deep yeah. Boone, we put out the first album, Land Speed Record, yeah. and yeah. Uh, they, they had a big influence on us. I mean, but, you know, of course, it'd be very obvious if Minutemen would have copied Husker Du or copied Meat Puppets, copied Black Flag, but those bands were huge influences on us. Bad Brains, Whatever. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Wire, <laughs> Pop Group, uh, even uh, with you guys, with the X and stuff, big influence on us. Okay, uh, so uh, we just heard last music for this, this edition. Where do we go? Paranoid uh, State, the working title was New Day Rising, which it seemed to me they were not questioning. They knew something was... I think the next record's called Flip Your Wig. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, well, anyway, uh, not, uh, not yeah. Double Knot Spy Card with Jupiter Sun Spot there from SoCal here. Grandpa's Ghost out of uh, St. Louis, Missouri with Blues for Sparkle Horse. Round Eye out of Shanghai with Meat and the Boys. Sugar Sugar Honey Pot, Erotic Biljan, and the Heretics out of uh, Zagreb. FGH out of Hamburg with Sunset. And finally, River by Paranoid State. River, this, this intrigued me. What's this title mean? Because yeah. in a way, when I, put, when I play Paranoid State, it does sound like a river. Like one big motherfucker. Hey, that's, well, yeah. <laughs> that's so cool to hear yeah river actually, actually it's like um yeah when you start to explain stuff it's can be a bit corny of course but uh uh it was actually written by written by a feeling of a river you know um life floats you know or something that's raging uh like a river sure and and river is so powerful you know it can drag you uh with you know you can it can drag you down or whatever so uh and there's nothing you can do where the river is, is bigger than you. Sure. But, yeah, that's a very, but you it's, know it's, what? It's written from a feeling. It's written from a feeling, you know. So yeah. But you can learn to work with it. For example. Yeah, you have to make use of oh, it. Yeah. But for example, the Netherlands. Yeah. Because uh, of the Rhine, it's kind of the biggest port in Europe is Rotterdam. Yeah. You know what I mean? The way to get to the middle of Europe. Yeah. Especially in the old days, before airplanes and cars and trains, yeah, yeah. yeah it was the Rhine, right? So, uh, in a lot of ways, Holland, the Netherlands, got a lot of influences from different things because all these boats had to come down this river. So sometimes the river isn't totally dangerous; it be, can be kind of cosmopolitan. Yeah, yeah, it is in this case. So. Yeah, yeah. So I'm curious now. Next plan for uh, paranoid state. Well, well, uh, actually, we're already writing new songs uh, already now. So, uh, yeah, just work on the new release, and uh, yeah, it would be cool to uh, to do uh, a lot of shows, a lot of gigs. Yeah, what about tour? Has Paranoid State yeah, done a tour yet? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, we would love to tour. Uh, we did some shows in England, in uh, France, but uh, it would be great to uh, to to make a tour. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're working on it more or less. Yeah. So, yeah. We didn't do any pictures yet. So uh, you got to get in close. I'm losing. Pictures. Guys, I can't hear you. You're too far from oh, the mic. Okay. Here we go. Hey. There you go. Now well, I can hear you. Yeah. 
uh, we just did some uh, small tours, uh, like weekend tours or uh, uh, like four four dates in England and a couple of dates in uh, uh, Switzerland, France, Germany, and uh, yeah. But we are looking for uh, well, yeah to do some bigger tours maybe next year. Well, you know, a Dutch and, uh, one in Holland, you can do ten gigs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think we already played everywhere in the okay, Netherlands. Okay, and then and then there's the, there's the Flemish part of Belgium. Yeah, and then uh, there's, there's the French there. part of it, Belgium too. I mean, there's all kinds of places. That's one thing about yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Netherlands. I've always thought about. Yeah, the weather's kind of tough, but you guys are so close to so many potential gigs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We are we are playing a lot, like in this area, like in the Netherlands. And uh, next week we're actually going to play in Belgium. Okay. Right. So we got enough gigs here, but uh, yeah, we actually... Okay, if people want to, to find out... Oops, of course. If, if people want to find out about Paranoid State, where can they go on the web? Uh, to our Bandcamp and our Facebook. It's like uh, facebook.com slash Paranoid State Hardcore. And um, you just Google uh, Paranoid State and Bandcamp and you will be on the right website. Yeah. Okay, that's yeah. great to know. Look, one last thing I'd like to ask you. If somebody younger, or maybe older, but they're just wanting to get into this music racket stuff, uh, what advice would you give them? Well, yeah. Well, the first thing I would say is it's very important to have, like, a clear musical vision. I mean, um, yeah, I think that's the, that is the most important thing. You have to have a very clear musical direction uh to make it interesting i think and um yeah you have to be um you don't have to pay attention to any trends you 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 just have to do what you want and what you like uh because trends are just fading oh, that's and, uh, that's good stuff that's yeah, good stuff yeah. what do you that's think not, Wim? You know, when you're playing music for so long, it's it's more like a, a, a part of yourself. So it's hard to, to detach yourself from, from that, you know, so to look from the outside. But I think you have to not, you have to, to, to play your own own kind of blues or whatever, you know. You have to... to um, find to your find own voice. Yeah. I'm sorry? Find your own voice. Yeah, your own voice. Yeah, your own voice. Your own personality has yeah. to come through to what you're doing. Yeah, I like so, that. Yeah, I like but that. it's that's that's easier said than done. Because of course, it's a always, challenge. Always under influence of so many stuff, and I sometimes ask myself um, when I come up with a riff or a couple of words, uh, isn't uh, hasn't any, anyone done this before, or is this uh, too much uh, like uh, sounding like this or that band? But when you play it on your, in your own way, uh, play it when you with your own band, it starts to sound like yourself, you know. And that's what you have to aim for, not. Uh, you know what I mean? Uh, look, here's an example. Yeah. I can write a book, a novel, and not yeah. not invent one new word of English, but I can still write an original novel. Exactly. That's what I mean. Yeah. 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 That's great yeah. stuff. Yeah. Look, I want to thank you guys so much for being on the show. You're beautiful. Well, I love what you're doing. I love your band. I love your music. I wish you all the success. And keep on, keep it on. Get ready for this third one and all these gigs coming up. Uh, everybody, check out the Paranoid State. Uh, it's been the November. Uh, thanks again, guys, for being on. It's been the November eighth, two thousand seventeen edition of Wofford Pedro Show. Everybody, 
back next week. Until then, keep your powder dry.